mashup, your number one source for sports gaming and everything in between. I am your host, Jake Patterson, and after a semi-extended hiatus, John Holloway is back. What's up? And it's good, good to have you back. Thanks, man. I know, I know we've been talking not on the show this entire time, but it's good to have you back on the show. Yeah. It's been a rough few weeks, but yeah. No, good, good to have you back. So let's just... Let's just get right into this because it has been an interesting couple days in the NBA. Wednesday night in particular. Yeah. Because that proved, or at least made a case for, in my mind, three different things. One, this Brooklyn Nets big three is going to be a disaster. I think we all already knew that, but now <laughs> it is confirmed. Cleveland might actually be legit. Cleveland has a superstar. Yeah, in, in Colin Sexton. Like, yes. I knew the dude was good at Bama. I didn't realize he would be this good. Yeah. But then at the same time, there was uh, a quite legendary college basketball moment. When, I don't remember who Bama was playing. But they got into a fight. Oh, yeah. And so it's many Missouri? people. It was someone in the SEC, but I don't remember who. It was definitely a conference game, and so many people got ejected. They had they only had three guys out on the floor. Like the entire bench got ejected. They were basically out of players, and they had to play. And it was a very like Hoosiers, my team is on the floor moment where they had to play five on three the rest of the game. Minnesota. It was Minnesota. Okay, so it wasn't the SEC. It was a non-conference game. Yeah, but. Colin Sexton absolutely went off in that game. Like he he kept the score respectable. Yeah, they they took the lead at one point. They almost won. Yeah, like which is which is both a mark on how good he is and how bad Minnesota was playing that day. Correct. <laughs> kind of the fact that they they got a little cocky, much like much like the Nets did on Wednesday night. Because uh, oh boy, if like going into the season. Everyone was projecting the Cavs to be not great, as they they haven't been since LeBron left. Correct. Like, they they have just not been good since LeBron left. And if you're giving up, 147 to the Cleveland Cavaliers... The Darius Garland and Kevin Loveless Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, where they literally basically just have Colin Sexton. And Andre Drummond. And Andre Drummond. But Sexton accounted for 42 points. Like, that's not... That's... Okay, Sexton accounted for 22 points in... In the the regular regular time. In regular time. In overtime, the two overtimes, he went off to score 20 straight for the Cavaliers and I was going nuts. I was sitting there watching the game and I, I didn't even care about fan. I have Colin Sexton on fantasy. So like it helped me, but like I stopped caring about fantasy and I was just watching a kid just absolutely go nuts in. Cause he's, he's a rookie, right? No, or no. He, he's, he's like third year. Okay. It, it's hard to remember. He's, but he's, he's definitely on the younger side of NBA players. He was drafted in 2018. Okay. So yeah, this is his third season. He's 22 years old. Okay, so he was... Yeah, he's still pretty young. And he was going absolutely insane. And this is his first game back, too, after uh, 
Was he actually uh, injured or was sprained he... ankle? Oh, sprained ankle. Sprained ankle. So he was he had an actual injury. He wasn't dealing yeah. with Rona. No. Yeah. And so here's what I'll say about the Nets. They are going to be a problem offensively for every single team. Yeah. Offensively, you're in trouble. Just you're that just just period. You're in trouble. However, defensively, you have two guards who don't play defense. Yeah. Harden at all. Kyrie and and Harden do not play defense at all. Ever. And it showed last night where Colin Sexton, who's one of their guards, was just ripping them to shreds. He he was because Irving was guarding him, right? Ir- Irving, yeah, Irving for the most part was guarding him, correct? At least attempting to, because based on the fact that uh, Sexton scored forty-two points, he didn't do a very good job. No. Like, and the thing is, is that's just not good. No. Like if and... you're if you're if you're Kyrie Irving, you need to be able to stop. 22 year old third year in the NBA on what was considered a bad team. Colin Sexton. You can't let him go off like that. The team was negative. That was minus seven with Kyrie Irving on the floor. Yeah. That's not good. That's like, that's not good at all. Plus minus actually means something now. Yeah. Like I didn't realize how much it actually means something, but like it means a lot. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving it's just defensively, he's just bad. Yeah, he's like people. People never realized because he got covered up by LeBron in Cleveland and Marcus Smart and and all of the good defenders in Boston because they still have yeah. good defenders now. Like he got covered up by by the good defenders his his teammates were for basically his entire career. Correct. And but now he's playing with uh, Mister Mister Harin himself. Where you you know you, I know I know you're not on Twitter, but that that's always a common thing. You just uh, there's two ways people spell Harden's name: H A R underscore E N, just because he doesn't he doesn't play defense, and H A R D three N. Like those are the two ways people spell James Harden's name on Twitter. And more often than not, it's usually been the uh, the underscore in place of the D. Because that man just does not care about playing defense at all. Correct. He doesn't. No, he is he has never cared about it. No, Brad Stevens got him to care about it a little bit. Yeah. While he was in while he was in Boston. He was an okay defender in Boston. And then but, he, and then he just like he always does, lost respect for Brad Stevens and, and stopped playing defense. And, yeah. And and just left Boston. Correct. Because he realized the team was better without him. And they, they definitely are. They are much better without Kyrie Irving. <laughs> like, they are much better without him. Correct. And their team is very good now. Like, yeah, um, they're one of the better teams in 
probably the league. Yeah. They, um, they they did also they did also lose on Wednesday, but that is solely because of one man. Correct. Like I, like one man having one of his best games ever. And I I don't know if it's a sign of more things to come, but I hope it is. Because Why? I love Colin Sexton. He's yeah. a great I like uh, Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. My brain is dying. Um, no, you're good. Uh, Colin Sexton is somebody who was questioned his first season a lot. Yeah, he he was questioned coming out of college because it's like, is he actually good or does he just look good because he's playing in the SEC at a school that could not give less of a crap about basketball? Yeah. Okay, so Kyrie Irving career defensive plus minus, which is a box uh, estimate of the defensive points for 100 possessions a player contributed above a league average player translated to an average team. He has a minus 0.2 on his career. Oof. By comparison, he has a 4.8 offensive. So he just doesn't give a crap about defense. Pretty much. And I'm trying to find a def- – oh, here we go. Defensive rating, an estimate amount of points allowed per 100 possessions. 110 his first year. 110, 108, 108, 106. 112 his last season in Cleveland. 106, 108 in Boston. And then 109 and then 111 so far this year. Yeah, that's that's all really high. That's that's bad. That's that's terrible. Giving up over a hundred points per one hundred possessions. That is atrocious. Like that is that is really really bad. And I mean it's it's we, we've we've mentioned this on the show before. It is very clear that man has no respect for Steve Nash. Correct. Like none whatsoever. Which is a shame because I know he has no coaching experience, but I would respect Steve Nash as a coach. I respect Steve Nash, period. Yeah, because he was a really good player. And it's a shame that Kyrie is, uh, he seems to have stopped acting like a selfish douchebag, but at the same time, not. Who, Kyrie or? Yeah. Yeah, don't don't forget that he did that the last few weeks in Boston too. Yeah. Oh, where, last... he, where he just left the team. Yeah, well, no, no. He didn't just he just and then he comes back and then he's just quiet about it. Yeah, doesn't doesn't say anything. And then he left. Yep. God, if he's going to pull that again with like he didn't play did he even play a game for them last season? Who, Kyrie? Kyrie. He he played for them, right? Yeah, 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 he did. Oh yeah, it was Durant who did. Correct. It was Durant who was out the entire year and then and then just didn't bother coming back for the playoffs. Now he only played twenty games for them, but because he got because he got injured again. Several times. He got injured and then the season stopped and he was like, eh, screw it. I don't wanna He wanted to stop everyone from doing the bubble because he wanted to act holier than that. He wanted to act like he was better than everyone else, 
even though LeBron James, the guy who could actually take that stance, uh, was all for it. So, uh, you're, you're wrong. You're clearly wrong there, uh, Mr. Irving. Uh, <laughs> you're just an asshole. Pretty much. And this is, I mentioned it on the last show, but how the frick did James Harden lose all that weight? I wanted your take on this. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. How did he do that? He's probably wearing a fat suit, so they trade him. I That is the only thing that makes sense to me, because the picture of him in Houston versus his first picture on the court as a member of the Brooklyn Nets, he looked like he'd lost 15 pounds. Correct. And those two pictures were only about a week and a half apart. Like, if you if you lose 15 pounds that quickly, you shouldn't be able to play basketball. <laughs> like, you should be dehydrated, absolutely exhausted, and starving. Like, Probably. That is the only way you could lose... That is the only way you could lose 15 pounds that quickly. But, yeah, this is... This is only going to get worse. Oh, I agree with you. There's, I, I just... There's no way those three egos are going to be able to coexist for any extended period of time. Like, that is three gargantuan egos on one team, and there's no way they're going to be able to coexist. Like, Katie and Harden have worked together before in, in Oklahoma City, before they both turned into massive douchebags. Yeah, they did. Like, I could see somehow if... I could see if they got... If, if Kyrie just left and did what he clearly wants to do and stopped playing basketball, I could see... They would take him to the finals. I could see Durant and Harden working. Yeah, Durant, Durant and Harden can work, period. And I, I think if, if I'm the Nets, I really seriously, seriously would highly consider... Finding a trade partner who's dumb enough to take Kyrie Irving and give you some depth. Yeah, I swear to God, Sixers. No, the Sixers aren't that dumb. I. Are you sure? You think Kyrie Irving and Joel Embiid will get along? No, I, I know that. I'm worried about the Sixers being that dumb. I don't. I don't think they're that dumb. They they almost I don't. they almost traded Ben Simmons for Harden, and that wouldn't work at all. Because I don't think Harden and Embiid would get along either. Yeah. And Harden would stunt uh, would stunt Tyrese Maxey's development like crazy. Oh, 100%. Like, Maxey and, and Simmons are complementary because they, they play a completely different game. Harden would just stunt his growth. Almost entirely. Like, uh, Definitely. Like, uh, like Russ did to Oladipo. Correct. Yeah, that was... But, it would be, be almost the exact same situation. But Oladipo actually credits Russ with a lot of his development. You know that, right? Yeah, but it still seemed like it still seemed like Oladipo wasn't really doing anything in the NBA until he went to the Pacers. Like, he wasn't doing that much in... Uh, well, well, even in Orlando, really. Uh, well, yeah. He didn't. Orlando's a pit. 
Yeah. So or, that doesn't really count. Or, Orlando's a talent pit. Like, I I understand why uh, why Dwight Howard got the heck out of there, got the heck out of there when he did. Correct. Even though <laughs> those were probably the best years of his career. And then, and same thing with Oladipo. But when, but I think I think it would be I think Harden and Maxi would be much worse. Like I think that would actually, like, just ruin Tyrese Maxi, who is turning out to be the steal of the draft this year. Him and quickly. Yeah. Like, thank God for Mike Muscala going off in a meaningless bubble game at the end of the regular season that allowed the Sixers to get that pick (laughs) instead of, uh, instead of whoever the Thunder were going to trade it to. Like, because the Thunder won that game, that pick ended up going to the Sixers. And thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Mike Muscala for going off for no reason. And uh, allowing allowing the Sixers to take that pick. And speaking of the Sixers, they got a pretty big win on Wednesday over the Celtics where Ben Simmons played like absolute garbage. He, ben Simmons, you, the Sixers cannot win with Ben Simmons taking, what was it, nine shots? Five, five shots? Five. Five total shots the entire game? Now he had eight. Yeah, reba- he was two for five. He had eight rebounds and eight assists, and eleven points. But he was only plus two. But he, yeah, he was only plus two. Like he, uh, he was not the reason they won that game. Second most minutes on the team, and you're only taking five shots. Yeah, bro, you're you're six. You're a six ten point six eleven. Sorry, point guard. And you got to be taking more shots than that, man. He actually played the most. Mi- oh no, Harris played forty. Harris, Harris was plus twenty. Good lord. Yeah, Harris had a good night. Yeah, twenty-two points. Like Tob- Tobias Harris. I uh, Sixers fans call him. Uh, or no, that's Mike Scott. Uh, Mike Mike Scott is the uh, the uh, assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> But yeah, Joel Embiid is the is the reason the the Sixers won that game. Oh, definitely. Like <laughs> down the stretch, he straight up put that team on his back and carried their sorry asses to the win. Definitely, one hundred. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I because, mean, forty two points. Because as much as I was singing his praises, Terry Maxey contributed absolutely nothing. Matisse Thibel, who Sixers Twitter also absolutely loves, contributed nothing. And then Thibel uh, has no offense. Yeah, that's the problem. Like Thibel's a Thibel's a really good defensive player, but he's he's an offensive liability. He's like the exact opposite of Tobias Harris. <laughs> Tobias Harris is all offense, where he's not a a great defender, and Thibel is the exact opposite. <laughs> Which, it's good that you have them both, but they play different positions. But yeah, Joel Embiid is the sole reason the Sixers won that game. And I saw it, I saw it on first take at the gym that, like, can Joel Embiid win the MVP? And they didn't have, they didn't have the subtitles on or anything. So I I don't know who was arguing what, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully... 
Max Kellerman was arguing against it because I never want to agree with him ever. <laughs> like, I feel like if I ever agree with Max Kellerman on anything, I should change my opinion. <laughs> because, like, ho so hopefully Max Kellerman was not arguing for Joel Embiid to be MVP. Because that man is an idiot. And I don't want one of the best players on my favorite team getting his endorsement for MVP. Because then everyone will ignore that and just give it to another guard. Because that's that's the entire conversation. Like, how often do centers win MV NBA MVP? They don't. It's like... D Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard? He, and he's won it, what, once? Yeah. And, like, before that... Wilt, Kareem... Wilton Kareem. So yeah, Shaq never won it. Well, Shaq would never win it because for the best years of his career, he was he was Kobe Bryant's teammate, so there's no way he's winning MVP. And then he was Dwayne Wade's teammate. Yeah, and then he was Dwayne Wade. So yeah, he, he ain't never winning MVP. I, it, so here's here's my thing with the MVP. Right now, if we're talking most valuable player, I... There are two names that should be in the conversation that probably aren't right now because of their team's records, and that's Nikola Jokic. Dude's averaging a triple-double. Just hand him the MVP if the season ended today. Yeah. And the other one is Julius Randle. Yeah, Randle's, Randle's having a very good year. It's just Randle is falling out. It's just a shame he plays for the New York Knicks. Fun fact, the Knicks are, have the best... I have the least amount of point, opponents points per game by three. But Fun fact. But they're still they're still an absolutely terrible team. They're dead last in offensive offense though. <laughs> yep, there's there's the rub. Like that They're seven and eight, which is a whole lot better for them than normal. Oh yeah. Normally at this point, seven and eight, that's what, fifteen? So at this point I would expect Two and thirteen, three and twelve for them. Hey, they're in the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, they're in the playoffs, man. They're the eight seed. They're, Just saying. They're not holding that position for the rest of the season, though. There's no way. I mean, with the way Julius Randle's playing. They very well could. Yeah, you're right. And they're getting Alec Burks back tonight. So yeah, they God, if the if the Nick but that's the thing. That is the last thing Knicks fans should want. Correct. The Knicks should not want to make the playoffs. They should want to be they should want to be 2 and 13 right now. Correct. They should want to be uh, with the Pistons they, at they, 3 and 11. They should want to be absolutely atrocious. Because if they make the playoffs, James Dolan is only going to do stupid things because of that. Correct. Like I I I recently learned that uh that his brother owns the Cleveland Indians. And everything makes so much sense now. <laughs> about the Indians being super cheap and not wanting to pay Lindor. Yeah. Like, it all makes so much sense now. Like, they're both incredibly dumb. They are, like, why is that family even allowed to own sports teams? I don't think anybody knows. Like, why is, why is James Dolan still allowed to own a professional sports team? Because he really uh, shouldn't. Like I don't I don't know the answer to that question. He's 
Like, if they make the playoffs, he's going to do something so incredibly stupid. Because, and and just, the, like, they're going to get swept. Like, if they if they make the playoffs as the eighth seed, they're getting swept in the first round. Oh, for sure. Right now, I'd be to the Sixers. <laughs> I'd be very okay with that. I, I don't think that's holding either. I don't think the Sixers are holding on to the first seed in the Eastern Conference. If Joel Embiid keeps doing that and Ben Simmons can actually play a little bit better, maybe. But I don't trust the Sixers enough to for them to hold the first seed in the Eastern Conference for for an entire 60-game season. I wouldn't either. Like, I don't think they'll drop out of the top three, but they're not going to be the one. Like, like the lowest they're going to fall is four. But they're, they're not going to be the one seed. There's absolutely no way. Also, Malcolm Brogdon should be in the MVP conversation right now. Yes. The way he's playing. And given how much we were singing his praises, I will honestly add Colin Sexton into the mix as well. Uh, he's been out too many games so far. We got to have – he missed five games. Yeah, that's – which is one-twelfth of the season. Like, that's actually a lot. Yeah. Yeah, if, if he keeps up that pace – I think missing those five games won't matter as much, but Cleveland is another team that should not want to make the playoffs right now. No, they, they need to still suck a little bit longer and build on what they have. They need one more. They need one more player, man. Like sex sexland is your backcourt. Yeah. You, That's your backcourt. You, you need a forward. You need, and you got your center with Jared Allen in that trade, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Like Jared Allen is a heck of a center. I know he's not like what you typically want in this dry, uh, do, 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 you know what I mean? Like Yeah. in this day and age, but like he's still a a very good NBA center. Correct. They need to trade Andre Drummond, they need to trade Kevin Love to cont- to teams, cap dump both of them, get draft picks, young players, it don't matter. Yeah, just get, get something in return. You need to start. You need to be starting Jared Allen every single game. Yes. You don't need Andre Drummond playing ahead of him. Oh, no um, freaking way! I know um, last night that Drummond didn't play that much. Yeah, Drummond. Drummond has had a good career, but the game has the game has passed him by a little bit. Oh, fun fact: the uh, yeah. <laughs> the Cavs. Play the Nets again tomorrow. Oh God! Yeah, out of out of all the starters, Drummond played twenty six minutes. The yeah, like two of the three guys on the bench who got playing time had more minutes than him. Prince and including Allen, Jared Allen. Yeah, Allen had Allen had thirty one. Prince had thirty two, and Dotson had twenty five. Allen had four blocks, eleven rebounds. Yeah, that's all you need. And the the next closest starter to him in terms of minutes was Colin Sexton, who had thirty eight. Yeah. So, like, clearly, it seems like they are doing what you're suggesting and not playing Andre Drummond as much. They they just I need almost to... traded for him in fantasy. I'm really glad I didn't. Yeah, yeah, that was probably a good idea because he <laughs> hasn't contributed all that much and he's not getting a lot of playing time. Traded for Oladipo instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah that so... that that trade benefited both of us. Yes. Yes, because I didn't get rid of roster spots. I haven't had Kimball all year, so all I was really doing was trading Garland for Oladipo, yeah. and you got two guards out of it. 
Yeah, which I desperately needed. <laughs> you needed depth. Yeah. Badly. Yeah, I desperately needed guard depth. I had good guard star power. I desperately needed guard depth. No, you, you needed depth, period. Yes. <laughs> yes, I had I had very little of that. That is your problem right now is depth. You have Jokic and LeBron and Porzingis. You're top, you are very top heavy, but you have no mid-level players. Yeah, none. None whatsoever. All right. And now, Anywho. let's uh, we'll we'll do all the uh, the off season stuff, like making fun of the Steelers uh, next week when we have plenty of time to fill between uh, the the week off between the championship games and the Super Bowl. But uh, let's let's get our championship predictions. And well, since we. Uh, since you weren't on the show to do divisional round, let's let's look back. Oh, I, would, I, would, I can I can tell I, I I went four for four because I do I do a pick thing with my dad and, and you, my, and and my did, mom and, and I, went, did, I went four for four. You, you, actually, I was four now. Uh, on on the sheet I have, we both. Oh wait, we both picked the. I'm I'm dumb. Titans versus Ravens. Yeah, I I got I got Steelers versus Browns right. You you picked the Steelers just so we would differ on one of them. Well, I also didn't think the Browns actually had much of a chance, to be honest with you. And all the others, uh, yeah, we we got all of them right. <laughs> other than other than Seahawks versus Rams, I other than I Seahawks, didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I don't think anyone did. But I, I got the I got all of last week's games right. Yeah, I the uh, wild card round we only. You only got two wrong, and uh, I I only got one wrong. But now for championship. Who did you pick last week? I think uh, I think last week I said I know I said Ravens. I said uh, I said Chiefs win, but Browns cover. And I think I think I got both, and I I'm almost positive I got both NFC games right. So you went three one, I went four and zero, which means we're tied. Yeah. So uh, let's let's do uh, let's let's get the the championship championship down. So first, mm-hmm. AFC, Bills, Bills versus Chiefs. Yeah, I honestly I'm taking the Buffalo. I honestly think it's going to be the Bills because Mahomes has been getting most of the starters reps this week in practice, but yeah. there's no way he's a hundred percent. No. There is no chance he's 100%. I saw that picture of him on the sideline after he got hit. That dude was on Pluto. Yeah. Like, he was gone. There is there is zero chance he's 100%. He'll be able to play the entire game, but there's there's zero chance he is, uh, he is 100% coming into uh, this matchup with Buffalo. And, and Buffalo is, Buffalo is feeling it. Like, they're good. They are riding high. Like Bill's mafia is ready to go full on like circa 1996 ECW and just jump through all of the tables, (laughs) stacked tables, burning tables, stacked burning tables. Like they're they're. I, I feel bad for every single folding table in the greater Buffalo area. Yeah. Oh, f- by the way, quick thing. Uh, 
you didn't actually add Jordan Clarkson. All right. I, I think. Oh, I, he's on waivers till tomorrow. You can't add him today. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he's on. Well, I would find somebody you can add for today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my bad. No, I uh, I was like, wait, he's on he's on waivers till tomorrow. But yeah. Uh, so Packers versus the Buccaneers. Packers get revenge big time. I actually have the Buccaneers in this one. Really? Because I think I think uh I think Tom Brady wants one more. And I think he is more than capable of getting there. And just and uh, some of the Barstool guys brought this up, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. The The storyline potential of Bills fans being so happy that they got their guy. They got their wide receiver. They've got their team. They have, they, they've got all this stuff that's going their way for the first time in 20 years plus. And, and on top of that, Tom Brady is no longer in the AFC East. It's like, oh my God. He's no longer in the AFC. He's no longer in the AFC, period. And he had a very not great exit from New England. So just the entire idea of, oh my God, he's finally gone. And then you get to the Super Bowl and it's just shit. (laughs) Him (laughs) again. Yeah. Like, one, I think they can actually win. And two, that storyline potential is hilarious. And three, I wanna I wanna differ on one of the predictions. <laughs> because we're tied, and if we both pick the same, no matter what, we're tied going into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which would make things interesting. It would. But depending on what the Super Bowl ends up being, our Super Bowl picks could be the same. I just uh, – I have not seen an offense playing as well as the Packers' offense is right now since Peyton Manning. Yeah, that's that's very true. The Packers' offense is firing on all cylinders. Like, it is absolutely insane what they are doing right now. And it, the yeah. Buccaneers have a very bad defense, so I would not be surprised – well, the Buccaneers defense shut down the Packers offense in week four, which is also why I think that the Packers are going to be out for blood. Yeah, that's the other thing. They got ruffle stomped. Yeah, and they're going to be out to uh, – and it's – one, that game is just going to be pure football porn because it's supposed to be snowing a lot in Green Bay this weekend. Like, there's supposed to be a, a decent amount of snow – in Green Bay this weekend, and it's two of the best quarterbacks of all time going at it for a trip to the Super Bowl. Like, that is that is perfect. Correct. And and you get the other game, the, the matchup of the two young guys. The two guys that all football will run through for the next 20 years. Yep. <laughs> like, the, the two guys most of football has run through for the past 20 years. And the guy, the two guys that it will run through for the next twenty years. Yep. You you can't write you can't write a script this good. No. But no, I think yeah, it, it would have been it yeah. 
But yeah, this is this is going to be a good weekend of football. But that's what we got for NBA and the NFL. Up next, I will uh, break down the coming up opening weekend of the Call of Duty League and the very interesting matchups, one in particular. If you look at the schedule, you'll know which one I'm talking about. Coming this weekend for the COD League Kickoff Classic. But uh, that's what's coming up next here on the mashup. All right, so let's let's get into this wonderful Call of Duty League stuff. I already made my uh, predictions for the uh, the last day of group play for the LCS lock-in. So go back and listen to Tuesday's show if you want to hear that. And uh, since those games have not happened yet, I can't make predictions for the tournament round this weekend because I don't know what the matchups are going to be. So, uh, can't really do much uh, league discussing. But, we do have COD League. And, oh man, am I glad COD League is back. Like, oh my god. (laughs) It is a special, special weekend for esports fans because... For all the crap Call of Duty gets, we'll get into that. Don't you worry, because it's deserved. The COD League is pretty freaking good. Now, this is technically technically preseason. It's just the kickoff classic. It, I'm guessing it won't affect regular standings, much like the LCS lock-in. But it's going to be good to watch COD League again. It's going to be good to watch professional COD in Cold War, which I consider a much better <laughs> multiplayer game than Modern Warfare. Like, the spawns actually work for the most part. At least on hard point, the spawns work. I haven't played enough Dom, and I've played no search, so I don't know if the, the spawns work on that, but the the spawns do work on hard point. So that is, that is good to know. And I am uh, I'm very excited to uh, see what the teams are going to do in 4v4. And I'm definitely more than intrigued by, uh, by some of these matchups this weekend. A lot of them are all at least semi-regional rivalries other than Dallas versus New York. And wait, is this the entire league? It's six games and everybody plays once. So yeah, this is the, this is the entire league. And I am... Uh, I am I am very excited for this because even with like the the shrink down to 4v4 and it was heavily criticized because like that's 12 jobs just gone because they didn't expand. Like if they expanded to 16, they would have added four roster spots total. It would have been a net gain of four roster spots. I mean it would have been it would have been four brand new teams, but it would have been a net gain of four roster spots going on. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have diluted the talent pool that much. Like you could make, you could make a pretty good team out of the guys who just missed the cut of the current 12. Like you could make more than one reasonably good team out of the, uh, out of all the subs of like the higher level subs on the current 12, 12 rosters. But now that, now that rosters are official, I've, I've kind of died off on roster mania. Cause the, uh, 
the off season was just kind of the off season was just kind of crazy. There were a few things that happened here and there, but there wasn't enough to really get into all of it. Now we have completed rosters for everyone. And I'll just go through the starters. Dallas Empire. Crimsick, Shotzi, Hook, and Illy. These these guys have to be in conversation to repeat as champions. Because, like, this is, like, Krim and, Krim and Shotzi were already really good. Hook, already really good. Illy, freak of nature. This is a disgusting roster. Because I'm pretty sure, because Illy was on... New York last year, I believe. I want to say, I want to say Illy was on New York last year. Yeah, he was. Him and, him and Mac. Like, he, uh, Illy is just a freakishly talented player. Let me look him up. Because I don't remember, I, oddly enough, do not remember what, uh, what team he played for. Okay, he was, he was also, uh, Part of the Dallas Empire. He has only ever played for uh, for the Dallas Empire. So I was wrong on that one. He is, he is, they're, they mostly kept the team together, which is good. Other than, other than Tommy, obviously, because they had to, they had to shrink the rosters down. Atlanta phase, Simp, Abizi, Celium, already ridiculous. And bringing in Arsides. Sure. Let's make this really good team even better. Sure. Like, that's just... That's just gross. Like, Atlanta, once again, going to be a ridiculously good team. No real surprise there. Like, FaZe would not let a team with their name be bad at Call of Duty. Optic Chicago. And this is this is the real true Optic because it's being run by... <coughs> it's being run by Hector. Rather than, uh, rather than Immortals. It's, it's actually being run by Hector. Scump, Formal, Envoy, and Dashy. Sure. Scump, Formal, and Envoy were already ridiculously good last year. Let's, uh, let's bring in a guy they're even better friends with than, like, sure, let's, let's bring in a guy that Scump and Formal are even better friends with than they were Arsenies. And they've already built up a, a year worth of chemistry with Envoy. Sure. Florida Mutineers. Skies, Havoc, Awakening, Slacked. That is a very good team. And they are going to have a... Uh, they're going to have a lot to play for. Like, they're going to have one heck of a lot to play for. Just because of uh, what happened with what happened with Pharaoh, just like his out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere death, like they're this is this is the memorial season and they've got a good team. So this this team is this team is gonna give some people some problems. New York Subliners. Mac, Clayster, Hydra, and Diamond Con. Uh, I don't know that much about Hydra and Diamond Con, but Mac and Clayster together, that... Like, Mac is the reason New York Subliners turned their season around in the second half last year. Like, they completely turned their season around when they added him to the roster. And you're bringing in Clayster. 
a key piece of the reigning world champions. Sure. Hydra and Diamond Con, they're a little bit younger, but uh, that that team's going to be... That team's going to be at least decent. Uh, London Royal Ravens, Shawnee, Alex, Dylan, and Zero. They're they're probably going to be in about the same boat London was last year. I think same thing with Toronto. They might be a little bit better than uh, than they were last year. Like they'll they'll definitely be more consistent because Toronto didn't really get good until the end of the season. They were terrible for the first like two thirds of the season. Then the final third, they turned it on and started beating teams left and right, including like Atlanta and Chicago, just out of nowhere. I think they're going to be a little more consistent this year, but they're going to be about the same level they were at the end of last season. Minnesota Rocker, they are going to improve considerably. Priesta, Attach, Accuracy, Major Maniac. Okay, so Priesta and Major Maniac left Atlanta phase, and they just joined an already good duo in Attach and Accuracy. And we've kind of seen that a lot of really good Call of Duty teams, especially in 4v4, are made of two really good duos. And you've got that with Rocker. Like, Priest and Major Maniac and Attach and Accuracy, like, that's... I feel like that's going to mesh really well. And with Saint as coach, like, that's going to do... They're going to do work. Like, they're... They're probably going to come... They're probably going to climb compared to where they were last year. Because they had... For a while, they were Dark Horse title contenders, and then they just kind of fell off the wagon later in the season. I don't think that happens this year. I think they stay Dark Horse title contenders all year. The quote-unquote new team, <laughs> LA Thieves. It's basically the same roster as uh, Optic LA with some slight changes. And uh, there's not going to be two black and green teams. <laughs> Thank God. There, there's no longer two black and green teams. We got the LA Thieves who are conveniently black and red. Like I, I know everyone's jerseys are black and white, but I would almost consider the I would I would consider London's colors to be red and blue. Even though everyone's jersey everyone has a white jersey, everyone has a black jersey. Cod League, please change that. Like, my God, let the jerseys have a little bit of personality. Optic Chicago's jerseys should be two colors: black and green. That's it. Or they can have a black, a green, and a white. Everyone can have a white. Because why not? But not everyone needs a black jersey. Like, Seattle Surge should not have a black jersey. They should have, like, a blue. London Royal Ravens should have a red, a blue, and a white. New York Subliners should have a yellow and a blue. And a white. Like... Atlanta face, red, black, white. Dallas Empire, gold, black, white. <laughs> like, stop with the everyone has the same two colors thing. It looks not as, it doesn't look as good. Like, come on, give give us a little bit of color here like Overwatch League has. But LA Thieves, Slasher, Kenny, TJ, Haley, Temp. With, with J-Cap as coach... I can see this team doing some damage. They're they're carrying the name of a born and bred Call of Duty organization. Like they're 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 carrying the name of one of the 
who was originally the successors of Optic when we all thought the Optic brand was kind of dead. They're 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 the true successors, or they were the true successors of Optic before before Hector bought the uh, bought the IP back. But uh, I could see, I could see this team finishing pretty high up in the standings. I don't know if they're better than Dallas, Atlanta, and Chicago, but I could see them in the top four. Paris Legion scraps Classic Aqua and Fire. That's that's a decent roster. I I think again it's going to be the same boat Paris was in last year where they weren't very good but would occasionally pull out some upsets. I I think I think they're going to be in that that same position. Seattle Surge, Octane, Gunless, Looney and Prestini. Um I, I'm curious how Gunless and Prestini end up working together seeing as uh one was kind of dropped for the other one. Gun- Gunless was kicked off the Chicago roster to to bring in Prestini last year, and and then working with uh, with Old Man Octane like that's and Aquilini Group is just clueless when it comes to managing an esports team. So I don't have I don't have too high hopes for Seattle. And Los Angeles Gorillas, Vivid Assault, Silly and Apathy. That's that's a that's an okay roster. They they could get some wins here and there, but I don't see them really finishing in the top half. So let's let's pull up the the wonderful predictions document so I can uh, so I can actually chart this. Actually make use of uh, actually make use of doing this. 2021 CDL predictions. So I will so I will come back to this at the end of the season months from now and uh, everyone will be able to make fun of me. So I'm just going to uh I, I'm I'm not going I'm going to predict a champion, second place, and final standings. I think uh I think your league champion ends up being Atlanta Phase. I think I think they end up being league champion. I think uh, your second place is Optic Chicago. And as far as as far as final standings. I think Dallas is going to finish with a better regular season record than Atlanta. Then Atlanta finishes second. Then Chicago finishes third. Then the Thieves in fourth. Uh, Minnesota in fifth. New York in sixth. New York in sixth. Um, hmm. New York in sixth. London in seventh. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. Uh, gorillas in eighth. 
Toronto. Toronto in ninth. Uh, Seattle and then Seattle. Oh, I'm missing Florida. I'm I'm missing Florida. They they are after Minnesota. Then so Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, Los Angeles, Thieves, Minnesota, Florida, New York, London, Los Angeles, Gorillas. Toronto Ultra, Seattle Surge. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then dead last, Paris Legion. So I those are my my final standings at the end of the regular season is Dallas in first, Atlanta in second, Chicago in third, Los Angeles Thieves in fourth, Minnesota in fifth, Florida in sixth, New York Subliners in seventh, London in eighth, Gorillas in ninth. Toronto in 10th, Seattle 11th, Paris 12th. That could end up being completely wrong. But those are my predictions right now based on current roster construction. Now, for the actual games this weekend, obviously the two I'm most interested in are probably the best matchups is Atlanta versus Florida and... Optic versus LA Thieves just because Atlanta versus Florida is, is just a good like local rivalry and Atlanta, it will be a good judge of how Atlanta is going to do against those mid tier teams that can scare you. Dallas versus New York will be interesting solely because of Clayster now being on New York after Dallas dropped him just a couple days after helping them win a championship. Uh, Los Angeles Gorillas versus Seattle Surge. That's two teams I expect in the bottom half of the league going at it, so that one's not as interesting. But the two of the three games on Saturday, are, I think, are going to be really good. I think Dallas versus New York is going to be really good, and I think Atlanta versus Florida is going to be really good. And then Sunday, these are all rivalry games in, in one way or another. Like, Toronto Ultra has a really good social media rivalry with The Rocker about the fact that Minneapolis and most of the state of Minnesota, honestly, is actually further north geographically than Toronto. And if you look at Google Maps, that is 100% true. If you, I'm going to do it right now. If you if you look at Google Maps, a, a large portion of the state of Minnesota actually... Minnesota's southern border with uh, Minnesota's southern border with Iowa is like a you could draw a straight line from it to the greater Toronto area. Like if, if you drew a state line from from Minnesota's border with Iowa, it would be pointing like directly at Toronto or one of its suburbs. Maybe like maybe maybe like maybe like Brampton, which is a little bit further north. Like it would, like if you, if you drew a line from Minnesota's Southern border, it would actually be, uh, it would actually be in Lake Ontario, really. <laughs> like if you, if you drew this line out, that's Wisconsin, Minnesota. Here we go. If you, uh, if you drew the line out, it would cut through Michigan and, uh, 
Yeah, it would land like right at Toronto. So most of Minnesota is geographically north of the city of Toronto. And they, they've made a very interesting, uh, they've made a very funny Twitter rivalry out of that. Uh, London versus Paris, duh, the, the British and French have hated each other for centuries. So that's that's not a surprise. That That's always a fun rivalry. The only two European teams in a mostly North American league, like they they're going to have a they're going to have a rivalry. I feel bad for them cuz this game is at 3 Eastern, which means eh, it's 8 o'clock. It's 8 o'clock London time. It's about 9 in Paris. That's not awful. Like it could it could be worse. The the game could be uh they could have the late game and it would be at 6, which uh for them would be at um 11, which does not sound like any kind of fun to me. Uh, and the final game of the entire weekend, Optic Chicago versus LA Thieves. And you don't have to, you don't have to know too much about COD to know why that one is interesting. Like, 100 Thieves were born from the ashes of Optic Gaming. And, and this new Optic Chicago is the phoenix that was born from Optic's own ashes. Like, these are the two, these are the two, like, content is king orgs. Run by the two content is king people. Hector and Nadeshot. Hector Hex Rodriguez, Matthew Nadeshot Haig. The student, the, the master and the student. Like, duh. <laughs> and all of these matchups were fan voted on Twitter and... Like when I voted for Hundred Thieves versus Optic Chicago, I think it was it was on Optic's Twitter. Like they had they had LA Thieves and two other teams. I think Atlanta Phase was one of them. But even then, even though it was Phase and Optic versus Phase is a much older rivalry, like Optic versus Hundred Thieves is barely a rivalry. Like it is not the blood feud that Optic versus Phase was at its peak. Like. Optic versus 100 Thieves is much more friendly. It's a much more friendly rivalry. But it's still a rivalry nonetheless. Like, sure, all of the guys who work for 100 Thieves are friends. Like, anyone in a management position at 100 Thieves is friends with all of the people on Optic Chicago. Because a lot of them are probably former teammates of theirs. But it's still, it's still a bit of a friendly rivalry. And... I remember I remember seeing that tweet immediately clicking on LA Thieves and seeing that they had over 90% of the vote. And LA Thieves responded with the gif of uh of um I'm blanking on her name from Big Brother with uh pretends to be shocked. Like everyone knew it was going to be LA Thieves versus Optic Chicago was going to win the fan vote because why wouldn't you want 100 Thieves versus Optic? We're gonna get we're gonna get Atlanta Phase versus Optic Chicago plenty of times in the regular season, but the first match of the new year, both teams with a full on rebrand, like duh, you want Optic Chicago versus LA Thieves, like that's just that's just common sense, and I I can't wait for that one because uh, they're they're probably my two favorite teams in the COD League. Like I haven't necessarily picked anyone as my team yet because I'm waiting for 
the COD League's inevitable expansion into Philadelphia, especially when Overwatch League kind of collapses on itself. Which is, let's be honest here, a very real possibility. When Overwatch League kind of collapses on itself, I don't expect uh, I don't expect T1 and Comcast to really let that stand, and they're they're going to get a COD League spot. So I'm I'm kind of waiting to truly jump on someone's bandwagon, and I don't necessarily want to cheer from a team from LA, cheer for a team from LA, despite the fact that they're hundred thieves. So these these right now are my two are my two favorite COD League teams. I, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a true fan of either of them, but they're they're definitely my two favorite, and I I can't wait to see that matchup just because. Uh, I cannot wait for the amount of trash talk that would come next time Nade Shot plays with Scump if LA Thieves wins or would go the other direction from Scump to Nade Shot the next time they play together. <laughs> like, it would be incredible. And, and the trash talk between Nade Shot and Hector. Like, of course they're going to talk crap to each other. Like, you still got a lot to learn, kid. Or, when I left you, I was... I was but the learner. Now I am the master. I know that was a terrible Darth Vader impression and Nate Shot doesn't actually like Star Wars, but I don't care because it's true. But as far as if I, if I had to pick winners in every game, Dallas is going to beat New York. Actually, let's uh let's add this to the uh predictions folder. Let's uh, let's just add this to the predictions folder real quick. Good lord, I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, sort this prediction folder even more. But let's let's do it. Google Docs, CDL, CDL opening or kickoff classic, kickoff classic. Okay, so every every single game, Dallas. That font is hideous. That's better. Dallas versus NYSL Empire. Dallas win that one easily. That one's that one. If they're lucky, goes four. Like if New York is lucky, that one goes four. And I think it will all be back on the backs of Clayster and Mac. Uh, LA Gorillas versus Seattle. That's two not great teams. But I'm thinking I, I'm going to give this one to LAG. Just because I think they are slightly better than the Seattle Surge. And final game of the day Saturday, Atlanta versus Florida. That one is going to Atlanta face. Because, like, they're... It's, it's going to go to five. Like, Florida's going to give them a scare, but Atlanta is 100% winning that game. For the Sunday games... Uh, first one is London versus Paris. London wins that one. They are they are better than Paris. Like, that's just no question in my mind. Second game should actually be pretty good because I think, despite my uh, low opinion of where they're going to finish in the standings, I think Toronto will still uh, beat a lot of people this year. But I think Minnesota wins that one. And they win. They they probably win it in four. I, I'm, I'm saying they, they win that one in four. And the final one, 
LA Thieves versus Optic Chicago or OG CHI. That works better. I'm giving this one to uh I'm I'm giving this one to Chicago. I I gotta give that one to Chicago because I think I think they're just better. I think they're better than than LA Thieves. As much as I want LA Thieves to win that one, because I think that would be a good storyline. They will get wins over Optic Chicago this season, but they're not winning in the kickoff classic. No freaking way. Chicago wins this one. So those are my predictions for both the season as a whole, where uh, I think Atlanta Phase is going to end up being the champion over Optic Chicago in the finals, and Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, LA Thieves finish top four, then Minnesota, Florida, New York, and London are middle four, and then Gorillas, Toronto, Seattle, and Paris are bottom four. In that order. Those predictions could be entirely wrong, or I could be dead on. I don't think there's any in between. But that's what I got for the CDL. Up next, we'll uh, get into some other stories from the gaming world. Uh, Some things I have some opinions about. And uh, talk about the mistakes people have made. We'll get into that up next here on the mashup. All right. One final segment of the show show is a little bit shorter today, but uh, don't you worry. There's still plenty of stuff for me to talk about. Oh, good God. So uh, in the past couple days, about six days ago, I just heard about it because I, I don't follow this guy. Never heard of the guy. He only plays Warzone, which anyone who follows my stream knows I do not. I could not give less of a crap about Warzone. I don't like playing it. But I acknowledge that it is a key piece of the COD community going forward as much as I don't like it. Now this guy, Ra-Ra, he made a video... I don't think the video was actually that good. I don't like what he did with this video. He was talking very slowly. He milked it out for runtime and he put very dramatic music underneath himself talking. I, I hate all of those production tricks and it's, it's really annoying. Like I was watching that video on two times speed and it sounded normal. That's how slow this guy was talking. Only thing I noticed was the music was playing a little bit faster. The music was distorted a little bit because when you you speed up, just especially instrumental music, if you speed it up past the tempo it's normally played at, it's going to sound terrible. Uh, up to a certain point, like if you speed it up like one point, if you speed it up like to one and a quarter speed, it's not going to be that noticeable. But if you bump it to two, it's really bad. But he. Uh, He made a pretty serious accusation, but if it's true, good God. And it honestly makes sense, but his, his big time accusation that Warzone will never have a, a true anti-cheat because there is someone on the inside with access to both Infinity Ward and Treyarch that is just selling game code to the people who make the hacks like people who are running the websites that everyone's buying the hacks from like active radar like 2d and 3d active radar wall hacks aim assist all of that or aimbot like all of that stuff they there's someone 
from within Activision and Treyarch that is selling that code to the people who make the cheats. And if that's the, like, if that's the case, why the hell are people even still playing Warzone? Like, if it's that bad, because I haven't found that that many people that seem to be hackers in multiplayer. It seems like the hackers just gravitate to Warzone, and that makes sense because Warzone is free. And you can, if you get banned, you can just make a new account. If you get banned from Cold War multiplayer, well, you got to drop another 60 bucks to have a different account. Which is, which is why it's really hard to, to have a Smurf in that game. Because you have to, you have to basically buy it again, unless you're playing on console and you can pop the disc in and play it on a different account. Like, but with Warzone, you can just keep making new accounts because it's free. And if you're on PC, it's even easier. But if if his video is actually true and the dramatic music and the over 13 minute runtime tell me it probably is, like, I, I, I know Activision's not going to do a damn thing about it because they're Activision and they don't care. But Activision needs to do something about this because Warzone is an absolute disaster. And people just keep playing it. Like, guys, Cold War multiplayer is actually fun. Cold War Zombies is really fun. And we're getting a new map in like a week and a half. We're getting a new map February 4th. We're getting a map, a new map in two weeks. Like, we will have an, a new Zombies map. Firebase Z, and it's set in Vietnam. How freaking cool is that? That sounds way more fun than dying to another freaking hacker in Verdansk. Like, killing zombies in Nam sounds way more fun. And they're adding Tombstone Soda, which is awesome, because if anyone has watched my streams of me playing zombies, Tombstone Soda is kind of a necessity. I, I think I actually have enough Ethereum crystals to just bum-rush Tier 3. <laughs> to, to just bum-rush Tier 3 uh, uh, Tombstone Soda. And if not, I will get it, like, as soon as I get it would be six because it's one for tier one, two for tier two, three for tier three. As soon as I get six Ethereum crystals, I'm just bum rushing tier three of, of Tombstone Soda because that is a mighty need for the way I play zombies. Because if you've seen the streams, I'm not very good at it. But like, zombies is a thing. Cold War multiplayer, I actually consider to be pretty fun. I have my problems with it. Some of the maps aren't very good, but I'd much rather play that than Warzone. And only one of the multiplayer maps is is truly unplayable in every mode, and that's Checkmate. Like, that is the only map that is truly unplayable in every single mode in the game. I know a lot of people hate on Miami, but my I actually have fun playing Hardpoint on Miami, and depending on the game, I can actually get a good game out of TDM. I mean, that's all I ever really play. I'll, I'll, and Kill Confirmed is basically the same thing as TDM. There's just an extra step, and a lower score limit. Like, that's the only difference. But, like, Cold War multiplayer is actually fun, people. <laughs> you don't have to suffer and play Warzone all the time. Cold War multiplayer is actually fun. Like, gunfight. Gunfight is a thing. Prop hunts in the game. You have Nuketown and Raid. They're probably going to add firing range eventually. It's like, oh, sure, I'll have three of the best Call of Duty maps of all time. For free. I mean, you have to buy the game to get the multiplayer, but 
All those maps are added for free. Raid is really fun. If they add Firing Range, I'm going to be even happier because Firing Range is my favorite COD map of all time. But they... If that's actually true, like, Activision needs to fire this guy immediately. Because if he has active... If he has access to Infinity Ward and Treyarch code, like, the the guy Ra Ra didn't know about uh, Raven or Sledgehammer, but if he has access to both Infinity Ward and Treyarch's code for the game, it, it's obvious he probably would have access to uh, Raven and Sledgehammer, too. Because Sledgehammer's making the game for the end of this year. And hopefully... I don't know what it's going to be. If it's going to be World War Three or Advanced Warfare Two, I'm not sure. There's rumors. It, there's rumors floating around for both. But if if he has access to Infinity Ward and Treyarch, he has access to Sledgehammer too. Like that's just he has he definitely has access to Sledgehammer and Raven's code too. Because Sledgehammer and Raven have not been Raven's never been lead dev. Sledgehammer hasn't been lead dev since 2018. So, uh, you, uh, you, you sure about that there? Uh, 2017, 2017 was when World at War came out. Like, they haven't been lead dev in four years. So obviously he probably has access to their code too, which is a serious problem and needs to be fixed immediately. Like, as soon as possible, Activision, get the heck on that. I know I don't play Warzone, but a lot of people do. And I don't know why they're still playing it, but probably soon they're all about to stop playing it. Because let's be honest here, Warzone is in a bad way right now. Cheaters, stream snipers, just er, reverse boosting, like router router tricks to set yourself to Hawaii to, to get really, really easy lobbies. Like it's... It's an absolute disgrace. And, uh, well, that's that's Activision's big mistake. The other big mistake is Twitch. Twitch, 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 Twitch. What the heck are you guys doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, you uh, you really need to get it together. Because right now, you are in a bad way. Because today they did uh, the creator camp or whatever the heck it's called. And uh, people were asking Twitch staff questions. And they said something about like, oh, if someone gets suspended or banned, we always send them an email with a very detailed reason why. So, um... Did you not, did you not tell Dr. Disrespect? Did, did you not tell the doctor what, what happened? Cause, uh, the public still definitely doesn't know. And as far as we know, Guy Beam does not know either. So why the heck was he banned? If you're so transparent, why don't, why don't you tell us Twitch? Like, why? Why don't you tell us? Why was, uh, why was Dr. Disrespect banned? Huh? Huh? But, uh, yeah, that's, 
That, that's an interesting question to ponder, isn't it? It's a, that's a very interesting question to ponder. Who, uh, who, who do you, uh, who do you trust here? And the other one, they, I mean, we've kind of known this for a while, but them actually admitting that you can get banned for the actions of others that take place on your channel. No, if it's people you're actively intentionally squatting up with who are just like dropping slurs left and right, that that's one thing. Cause like they're your friends more than likely, or you at least know them. Like that's, that's a thing that that's a thing that you kind of expect in a way. The other one is just randos in public lobbies. Now, now I auto mute everyone just because my headset's plugged into my, is not plugged into my controller, so it won't screw with the audio. But my headset is plugged into the same thing my mic is plugged into. It's plugged into an audio interface. Like that's where my headset is plugged in. It is not plugged in to my PlayStation controller when I'm playing Call of Duty or anything else. Like it's not plugged into my controller. And and I do and I do any kind of chat feature through my laptop so it goes out on stream. And I just mute the lobby in every single COD game because one, I don't want it coming through my gaming monitor and being picked up by my mic again. And also going out on stream because it's because my capture card is reading in his game audio. So I auto-mute everyone, but still, being held re responsible for the actions of randos in my game who just decide to throw the N-word around, like, how in any way is that my responsibility? How in any way is that my responsibility to tell someone to stop using a racial slur in a video game lobby? One, have you ever tried to do that to a person you don't know? <laughs> It usually doesn't work. Like, have you ever tried to tell someone you don't know, even if they're not using racial slurs, even if they're just making fun of you without using, without swearing or, or using slurs or anything like they're, they're making fun of the sound of your voice because I, I know this from experience. It was about 10 years, longer than 10 years ago, closer to like 13, 14 years ago before my voice changed. How... How often do people who are making fun of you on the internet or making fun of anyone on the internet stop making fun of someone when you tell them to stop making fun of that person? Almost never. It's the internet. I should not be held responsible for the actions of randos in my lobby because I don't know them. And telling them to stop doing something will probably only make things worse. Because again, it is the internet. How did Twitch become so dumb when Amazon bought them out? Like, they exploded, but then they got dumb. Like, switching my stream to YouTube is looking more and more attractive with, with every passing day. I'm not going to yet, but I'm strongly considering switching to YouTube. Discoverability is better. Your streams are archived forever rather than for a month. Like, 
And you can't do clips as easily because that that's a very like Twitch Twitch feature. But I feel like YouTube's going to add that feature very soon because I know they want YouTube gaming to pop off like crazy. And people have been talking about, a lot of people have been talking about making the switch to YouTube. I'm not the only streamer who thinks that. Like, I am, I am strongly considering making the switch to YouTube. And if they add, if, if YouTube adds like a hosting and rating and all the, all the community features of Twitch, if, if YouTube live, if you, if YouTube's gaming's live platform adds that feature as well as including it with, with all the VOD content and the, the much better VOD layout that YouTube has, like YouTube's going to kill Twitch. They could a hundred percent kill Twitch if they do that. And I honestly think they should. But that's just one guy's opinion. What what do you guys think? Let me know on Twitter at RealPatterson50 at Mashup underscore pod. Come join the Discord. I want to try to grow that a little bit. I'll leave a link to that in the description as well as my Twitter and, and my Twitch. Bunch of, bunch of shameless self-promotion in my own show description this time. But that's what I got for this episode of the Mashup. Hope you all enjoy Championship Weekend, CDL Kickoff Classic Weekend, or in my case, both. Whatever you're going to watch this weekend, hope you'll enjoy, and I will talk to you on Tuesday. See you then. Night, nothing like any other night. Can't take any more. You say I'll never be nothing. Cause of suffering, something to ignore. These things you say.